1: Couples podcast. For episode number 81, we have, what do you really think of your partner's family? Before we jump into this episode, as always, thank you so much to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and I believe 46 others, which is wild to think about. Sweetheart, this was an idea that you and I came up with, but I think it was catalyzed from you. What is your intention for today's episode?
0: My intention for our listeners in this episode is to realize how important our partner's perspective is and the impact that it can have when they actually share their perspective on your family.
1: So you and I met three and a half years ago Mm -hmm. and we have been exchanging awarenesses ever since and there has been so much benefit that has come from that. So much. And so, if you're in a relationship, if you're single, this can be friends, this can be other people that you talk to, you got to get what's called 360 degree feedback. You want to be open to other people's perspectives. And so, the analogy here is imagine you're looking at a water bottle. The only way that you can see the entire water bottle is if you do a 360 degree rendering of it. In this case, technically, it's more than 360 degrees, but you have to... Let's say I'm looking at a Dunkin' Donuts cup right here and Emilia is looking at the other side of it. She knows what's on the other side of it. So I have to ask, hey, sweetheart, what what's written on the other side of this? That's the way we want to look at our families. And we want to leverage our partner's awareness, their honest perspective, so that we can get a 360-degree view and see our family more accurately. So the story that we have for this is we have a client, a couple, wonderful, wonderful couple. We've mm-hmm. been working with them for over a year now, which has been just tremendously awesome. This couple will know who we're talking about, so shout out to you. Congratulations for doing the hard work and facing the hard hard truths. I've been saying this a lot lately. There's a meme on the internet that has two booths and one has a line out the door and the other one has an empty no line and it's just someone sitting there all (laughs) lonely-like. And the booth with the line out the door is comfortable lies. Comforting. Comforting lies. (laughs) The other booth is unpleasant truths also known as uncomfortable truths. Mm-hmm. So I use the analogy of Santa Claus isn't real. Sometimes our partner has to share with us that Santa Claus isn't real and that the heroes that you have need to be deep pedestaled or you need to take the rose-colored glasses off. So this couple that we're referring to, the male in the relationship, had come to me behind the scenes and essentially said, I'm just concerned. I, I don't think she sees her mother accurately. And it's affecting our relationship. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to go to that house, X, Y, Z. And I said, brother, you got to bring it up. You got to tell her your truth. You got to tell your partner the truth. You have to have the courage and the vulnerability to, to share, not attack, but to share how you really feel. And so in this case, the female in the relationship, always anonymous, is essentially a they, their mother has a mental illness and has hoarding tendencies, pretty, pretty severe hoarding tendencies from the sounds of it. And we have talked about it. And this person, the male in the relationship, sharing with the female his honest perspective about her mother, as hard as that was to see or to hear, it actually has transformed their relationship, but also transformed this woman's relationship with herself because she is actually having the courage to face a hard truth, an unpleasant truth, an uncomfortable truth that she has been subconsciously avoiding for many, many years. And hopefully every listener out there can resonate with this, Mm. where there's truths from our past that we intuitively know, but we bury them so deep and we just don't want to see the hard reality that maybe one of our caregivers has an alcohol problem. Or maybe one of our caregivers has a drug abuse problem. Or maybe one of our caregivers is toxic and emotionally abusive or sexually abusive or whatever it might be. So insert unpleasant truth here. This episode is about understanding and seeing your family as accurately as possible because quite frankly, we all grew up with certain caregivers. And we were little kids and we wanted to... See, they were our heroes. And in some cases, that was merited. And in other cases, it just
0: wasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: And the Conscious Couples podcast is about the unpleasant truth. So let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what's interesting is that you brought up that meme, babe. So the uncomfortable truth that, that has zero line at it and the booth that has comforting lies, that's the line out the door. So... That is what a lot of what we see is a lot of people have spent their entire lives in not necessarily consciously knowing that they've been lined up for the booth of comforting lies. Meaning when we grow up, what we think is normal, we typically stay in that mindset until we find ourselves in a a partnership where they actually start to say, hey, you know what, that's a little bit, it's not really normal. So, in this tenancy or in this scenario with this client, there are mental health challenges that the mother in law, if you will, is experiencing, but yet no one's really admitted to that. No one's really acknowledged the trauma that's been experienced. No one really acknowledged how growing up, the what the partner had done just before people came over or move things around or whatever, like no one acknowledged how that wasn't normal. And so oftentimes we find that families have these kind of untold stories and like hidden secrets within them that end up to your point, get swept underneath the rug. And then we go out into the dating world. And then we start to kind of see all of these things that have been swept underneath the rug and it comes up in our relationships and it comes up and it starts negatively impacting our relationships. So it does take a very courageous partner to be able to say, Hey, let's, let's look underneath this rug. What is this uncomfortable truth that we all should maybe acknowledge? And I want to say something here for our listeners too. You and I are huge pursuers of truth. You and I really aspire to go to that booth where the first one's in line to say, okay, what is that uncomfortable truth? Because we know on the other side of that, we have more of a choice, which is what I hope all of our listeners can can learn through this episode, that when you are just constantly bombarded with comforting lies, you don't have much of a choice to do things differently, to, to lean into your truth, to lean into who you are. You're constantly having to tiptoe around Other people's insecurities. Well, you're
1: never going to work on a problem that you don't face.
0: Especially if you don't understand it exists. If
1: you never, if you always brush the dust under the rug, eventually the dust is going to grow mold and eventually the mold is going to make you sick. And then you're going to pretend you're not sick and never go to the hospital. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to pretend you don't need antibiotics and it could actually kill you. And again, that's an analogy. Right. But that is what this is. And if you just face the little bugs in the garden and the weeds in the garden, this is not positive thinking. This is actually the opposite. This is, listen, there are weeds in this garden Mm -hmm. and we can pretend the weeds aren't taking the garden if we want, but if we actually want to harvest, we want strawberries and blueberries and plums or whatever it is, we're going to need to de-weed this garden. And what happens is we get into a relationship like Emilia and myself, Mm -hmm. and we go and we meet each other's family and we can tell we can tell that our partner is not seeing the whole truth. Mm -hmm. We can tell that our partner is being deluded by what they want to see versus what is really there. And Mm -hmm. that's a human tendency. That's not a a you thing. That's not a me thing. That's not a listener thing. That's a human thing. It's called a cognitive distortion. Mm -hmm. There's tons of psychology around this. So to make this really practical, every single listener think about something that you believe to be true, believe to be accurate. About your intimate partner's family, that you're afraid to tell them. Mm-hmm. You and I have both exchanged things, perspectives, perspectives with each other, vulnerably, that the other person maybe didn't want to face. And we both have had that moment of I don't want her to think I don't love her family. I don't want her to think that I think less of her family. I don't want her to think that I'm judging her family. Right. But I. And I don't want her to, I especially don't want her to choose her family over me or think this is some sort of ultimatum Yeah. or ultimatum. What I do want to do is live in the truth. I do not want to see our futures play out where we distort our own reality about the people we do and don't spend time with. Mm -hmm. And if you're deluding yourself or I'm deluding myself about core values that we have in common with our family that we don't really, or challenges that we don't want to face. We're going to make choices that are disempowering. We're going to constantly be tiptoeing and we're not going to be empowered to actually lead. (laughs) We're not going to be empowered to actually lead. At some point, you have to become the adult. At some point in your growth journey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're into personal development, you're into growth, you're into awareness you're into unpleasant truths. You would not be listening to this podcast if you don't like unpleasant truths. If you were seeking comforting lies, you would definitely not like this podcast because this podcast, quite frankly, is saying, listen, you're not big boned. Hmm. You don't work out and you don't exercise and you don't have the self-discipline to get off your ass. (laughs) And that is the truth. And until you face that hard
0: truth, you're never going to transform. Mm. So the way our listeners can see when this might be happening, this meaning the truth is being kind of skirted around. It's like we've talked about this before in, in multiple podcasts, I feel like if not definitely advent, uh, events. Um, it's where you see the partner reverting a little bit where you get around the family. And so you and your partner, like you guys are abundant, maybe joyful. Maybe you have these. Experiences that you have together, and you can tell that your partner's really expressed or they're really being more of themselves. And then you find that they kind of slide backwards like a mudslide when they're around their family. They start to become a little kid again. A little kid. They start to become less. They start to be um, shrink. Yeah, really shrink and dim their light. And maybe afterwards, when it's just you and your partner, they're a little grouchy. They're a little prickly. They're a little sensitive it's because of this it's because they're they're in a place to where all of the the things that have been swept underneath the rug the weeds in the gardens they're revisiting those truths with you now in the picture so there's an unconscious thing that's happening and we see this and work through this with couples which is i'm so proud of them
2: A little over a year and a half ago, I attended my first relationship call with Alan and Amelia. And as a single mother, I was very curious what I was actually going to be able to take away from it. Um, I was very blown away with how deep we could actually go in that first session alone. Um, It really opened the doors and opened my eyes to a lot of my patterning and wounding around relationships. Through attending some of their live events and through um, work with them, I have really grown in confidence um, in learning how to love and show up for myself, which has been huge. And it's really set the bar uh, high when in terms of standards for relationships and what I desire and need out of a relationship. Uh, they very much practice what they preach, and it's so nice to see people working consciously on relationships. Um, again, it's really set the bar high for what I look for and what I desire in a relationship. So I'm super grateful to um, be able to learn and grow from them and be a part of this community.
0: We work through the unconscious lie that the families are all subscribing to. So, for example, if you've ever been around or been a part of a family that has anyone that's an alcoholic and everyone subscribes to that lie and deludes themselves to believe that, oh, that person doesn't have an alcohol problem. Everyone buys into that lie.
1: Everyone's tiptoeing around that person, especially whenever they're drinking and pretending that it's just fun or no, they're just a social drinker. Right.
0: Right. So like that's an example to where you can continuously subscribe to this lie. And when you get a partner, it's like, that's just kind of normal. Instead of stepping back and after whatever party you go to with your partner and saying your uncomfortable truth, which is honestly, I think your family has a drinking problem. From my observation, like that's like, it's nothing for them to down a bottle of wine and be X, Y, Z, right? That's your uncomfortable truth that you're bringing to your partner. And that's a really, really scary place to be. So we're talking about generational cycles. We're talking about generational traumas that just continuously perpetuate. Why? Because a lot of partners would rather subscribe to the lies of the uncom- or comforting. Lies than to really come up against this truth.
1: Because when you live in the comforting lie, it gets rid of the necessity to face to grow. the the hard moment. Yeah. So if you want, it's easier to just lie to yourself and say, "Oh, my family member has no drinking problem; it's all good." Mm-hmm. Than it is to actually say, "Holy crap! Yeah, is my caregiver an alcoholic, and what does that mean? And does that mean I have to try to bring that up? Mm-hmm. And and maybe there was a time in your past where you did try to bring it up." and it was met with an attack. But you're a grown person now. Yeah. I want to share this story real quick, and I know we're coming up on it here. But when when Emilia shared with everyone the reversion, I have witnessed my family. I've witnessed her family. I've witnessed clients. I've witnessed friends. I've witnessed myself. I've witnessed Emilia. Whenever someone gets around their parent or their older brother or their older sister or whatever it is, they go into a different mode. Mm -hmm. And I want to share my authentic truth about this, where I went to dinner one time with my sister. Growing up, my sister was three years older than me. She was always big sister. She was the most popular girl in high school. I was a prepubescent, red-faced, you know, insecure little boy. And she was my hero. Mm. And she, I went to her for advice and she protected me from bullies and she was just great. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward on our growth journeys. This is a couple of years ago, probably four or five years ago now. I'm in my late 20s, maybe early 30s, and I go to dinner with her. And I had this really visceral moment at dinner where I had this like wake up like, wait a minute, we're at dinner and my sister's giving me advice still. Hmm. And I had this moment of, if she wasn't my sister, would I ever allow her to speak into my life in this way? And the answer was no. Quite frankly, and this is me sharing this on a public medium, my sister's awareness of herself, of other people, of the world, of how it works, why it works that way, her personal growth, her personal development, her capabilities at this stage are far lower than mine. And she's the last person who should be giving me some of the advice that she was giving me. Mm. And I had this real moment of like, I kind of like woke up out of a trance of, oh, I'm little brother again. In I'm little moment. brother in this moment. Yeah. I should not be little brother anymore. I became big brother years ago. <laughs> now, if you are resonating with what I just shared, that means you're doing the same reversion. Whether it's around your mother or your father or your grandmother or your uncle or your aunt or your sister or your brother, you are reverting back to an old version of yourself because that is the relationship you built back then. But it was it is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. And so... Ooh, to bring this back to the original episode, Emilia has been critical in helping me realize how much I was reverting in those moments. And if I didn't realize it, I wouldn't have corrected it. And since then, things have been very, very different. And I've actually been the leader that I'm meant to be mm-hmm. in my relationship with my mom, my relationship with my sister, my relationship with my family. So,
0: And that's one of the things that's so amazing about this that I want all of our listeners to really hear is... You being able to create space for your partner's perspective can actually really empower you. So you have a choice now to be that big brother. You have a choice now to consider, okay, what is the path that I actually want to lead by example in? And ironically, that shift in going from being led to being the leader has allowed so many other people to give themselves that permission slip as well yep. to earlier in the episode, this, this client of ours, like she's now stepping into her leadership role within her family. She's the one that's been working on herself. She's been the one that is going into personal development. She's the one that's, you know, trying to get better in and the world getting promoted as well, and getting promoted. Yeah. She's absolutely crushing it. So it's like she has earned through merit that this ability to lean into those uncomfortable truths and therefore bring her family up with her if they want to come. But that's the thing. If if this uncomfortable truth wasn't shared from the perspective of her partner, would she ever lean into her her value, her worth? Or
1: would she stay distorted? Yeah. Very last thing I want to share here. So, sweetheart, there's another added benefit to this whole thing. And I lost my train of thought. Here, hold on one second. Oh, listeners. Mm Mm-hmm. So many people that I've coached feel so unseen by their family. Yes. This is why. Because you're reverting. <laughs> they don't... It's you
0: like, don't oh, have the courage to show yeah, up as this person. You of yourself. You don't get... Yeah. It's, I
1: remember I felt so unseen. Now I know why. I'm little brother.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm little Alan again. If you're little Alan and little brother, how are they supposed to see the real you when every single time you're around them, you're reverting? It's impossible. And so this is the benefit too is when you stop reverting, now all of a sudden they'll start to see the real you and they'll start to treat you with the respect you've earned. Mm -hmm. And that is such a game changer. I knew it was a critical thing that I needed to think of there. So (laughs) as Emilia's leaned into who she is through our conversations and I've leaned into who I am through our conversations, we both have been able to be seen in a light that we never were seen before because we used to revert unconsciously without knowing it, just like... (laughs) this couple we referred to. So any, exactly. any last things you want say? Yeah. To the
0: last thing I would say to this love, honestly, I'm so glad you brought that up because the, one of the biggest fears that partners have in not bringing their truth or their perspective to their partner about their partner's family is because they know that there's the, the deep seated fear of, well, if this truth is here now, what do we do about it? And, and am I going to be able to get through this? am I going to make it worse if now I actually acknowledge the fact that this partner's perspective is the truth and we've been running away from it the whole time? Mm -hmm. If I take action, will it make things worse? That's what keeps people away from the truth. That's what keeps partners away from the truth. And that's what keeps partners who are receiving a perspective from their partner away from it. And that actually here's the thing and we said this to this couple is it, you're not going to make it worse you literally will make it better they by even who you said, are it
1: can't get any worse this yeah. is and again yeah. it it get it hits a rock bottom where yeah. it's it's going to get worse, if you, get don't worse inject. if you don't yes. change this so the truth will set you free yeah. i do believe that and uh we encourage every single listener to share your honest truth with your partner and then say listen what you do with this is your call and I honor your choices. But this is my perspective and I do believe it will help you because this is what I'm seeing. And so higher awareness is the first step to change and transformation always. All right. So we have something called RTC, Relationship Talks Coaching. If you've ever gone to a couples counselor or a couples therapist or even your own therapist, it's different than that, but it's similar. It's a lot like couples counseling, but with goals. Mm -hmm. Even this couple we referred to in this episode, they are achieving their goals and dreams together. So it's an aspirational version. That's why it's coaching, not therapy. But there's obviously components in all of that. So if you and your partner want to grow together, but also achieve together, Relationship Talks Coaching is for you. We do a free 30-minute session every single Saturday. It's called Service Saturday. The link will be in the show notes and we hope to meet you soon.
0: Definitely. One of the things in actually learning people, learning relationships at a deeper level that we find and the evidence the research shows is that one of the biggest things that couples fight about is money. And as we've grown to see that, we've realized that it's so important to start talking about this concept of money. So if you and your partner have have ever struggled when it comes to money, either individually or together, and maybe you just never feel like you guys can get on the same page about money... Before those prickles come out, before all the challenges end up creating a wedge in your relationship, please join us on our next Relationship Talks event. It's going to be the 21st of September at 6pm Eastern Standard Time. And that topic is going to be how to get on the same page about money. So we're going to help you and your partner. If you're a conscious single, this this is going to be fundamental things that Alan and I are going to share that we've learned as we've improved our relationship with money to money and with wealth in general. So if you want to join us at that, that would be amazing. You don't have to have your camera on. You don't even have to have your, your mic on. It is at the comfort of your home. Uh, you can join us literally in the car if you wanted to. But we would love to have you there. The registration link to register is going to be in the show notes. And we'll hopefully see you there.
1: Ever since I was a little boy, I always wanted to build wealth. And I have been doing that ever since learning and growing wealth wealth of knowledge but also wealth with money and I'll tell you what when you and I met I had this really powerful moment of this is going to be way easier with a team member who's as committed mm-hmm. so you can do so much more with your partner when you're on the same page about money than you could alone you can build so much more wealth right it's unbelievable what can happen when you get on the same page so uh thank you again as always and it's not about you or me it's about the, the we, we.
0: We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is a Lazarus 88. Also, if you
1: or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and
0: please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the
1: we.